0: Welcome to today's devotional. Our scripture reading today comes to us from the book of Genesis in the Old Testament in its fourth chapter, beginning at the first verse. Hear now the word of the Lord. Now the man knew his wife Eve, and she conceived and bore Cain, saying, I have produced a man with the help of the Lord. Next she bore his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep. And Cain, a tiller of the ground. In the course of time came, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground. And Abel, for his part, brought the firstlings of his flock, their fat portions. And the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering. But for Cain and his offering, he had no regard. So Cain was very angry, and his countenance fell. And the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? And why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is lurking at the door. It is, its desire is for you, but you must master it. And Cain said to his brother Abel, let us go out to the field. And then when they were in the field, Cain rose up against his brother Abel and killed him. And then the Lord said to Cain, where is your brother Abel? He said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? And the Lord said, What have you done? Listen, your brother's blood is crying out to me from the ground. And now you are cursed from the ground, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you till the ground, it will no longer yield to you its strength, and you will be a fugitive and a wanderer on the earth. Cain said to the Lord, My punishment is greater than I can bear. Today you have driven me away from the soil, and I shall be hidden from your face. I shall be a fugitive and a wanderer on the earth, and anyone who meets me may kill me. Then the Lord said to him, Not so. Whoever kills Cain will suffer a sevenfold vengeance. And the Lord put a mark on Cain, so that no one who came upon him would kill him. And then Cain went away from the presence of the Lord and settled in the land of Nod, east of Eden. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable to you, God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In Hebrew, the name Cain sounds like the verb forgiven life or created. So it's a suitable name, then, for this first child given to the world by God. We hear Eve thank God for this child, and children were understood to be a gift from God. And then, of course, there is another son. And with the second son, as so often is the case in Scripture and in life, conflict ensues. We don't know why God favors Abel's gift, only that God does. It is perhaps less important to know why God favors Abel's offering than it is to wonder what this scripture reading has to say to us about the conflict between the brothers and the results of Cain's actions. I read a little bit about human emotion this week. It would seem that most folks agree that there are six or eight or nine basic human emotions, and these basic emotions then contribute to a richer tapestry of various emotions. Basic emotions are innate, they're universal, they're automatic, they're fast, and they are ever so hard to control. One of these basic emotions is fear. The highly acclaimed psychiatrist Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, who gave us the widely known five stages of grief, is quoted as saying that there are essentially only two emotions, love and fear. According to her observations made through the decades of her work, all other emotions stem from these two. I don't know if this is true. I'm not a psychologist, but it feels true that we are always either operating from a place of love or a place of fear. And when I look at a story like Cain and Abel, I see fear behind Cain's anger, fear that he wasn't good enough, fear that God's love no longer reached him, fear that God's love would not shine on him again. God warns Cain about this feeling, lurking at the door. God says he must master his fear and anger. Unfortunately, that's not the way the story goes. We live in a world where sin exists, and sin can be understood to be separation. Separation from one another, separation from ourselves, and separation from God. Sin can lead us to fear that we are not worthy of God's love and grace. So what is fear then, if not sin? And the sin of fear is so common. For many of us, the fear we feel is informed by lessons and messages sent to us by the world around us and by the adults in our lives. Parents have favorites. Things are often not fair in the way we wish they were. People with beauty and means seem to advance more quickly. and We have a sneaking suspicion that we're just not good enough. When we're little, we vie for the attention of our parents. We count the Christmas presents on Christmas morning. It can seem like there's only so much time in Dad's Day, only so much room on Mom's lap. Late at night, when everyone is exhausted from the day, including parents, someone has to receive the last goodnight, the last back scratch, and the other siblings are left asleep, fall asleep on their own. Undoubtedly, my kids have kept a keen eye on how much time I spend with each of them, and I'm afraid to say my guess is they would at times both say their father and I favor the other. I think this happens because we humans, we tend to want to treat love and favor as a finite resource, and we're left with this fear in our gut that somehow we're not good enough, we're not We're going to be left alone, we're not loved, not really Perhaps deep down we worry we aren't worthy of God's love. And so we lash out at others. And when we do, when we do, the irony is we're only hurting ourselves. God tells Cain that Abel's blood is crying out to God from the ground. And I have to believe Cain heard it too. The sounds of the suffering Cain has caused. And he has to live with it. He has to work barren land, and he's destined to wander alone? Does this mean that perhaps God doesn't love Cain, that Cain's fear proved to be true, that he will be hidden from the face of God forever? Of course not, because it's not that God curses the land, it's that Cain's sin curses the land. Cain's sin continues the curse that began in Eden. The land has been polluted by Abel's blood and now It will produce nothing. What's more, we can know that God still looks upon Cain. God places a mark on Cain to protect him. The hand of God is on Cain wherever he goes. Because, friends, God's love and God's ability to forgive is not finite. Through Jesus, we know this to be true. The love and grace of God is without limits. These stories of familial conflict serve to teach us so much about the reliability of God's love, and they teach us about the importance of forgiveness and reconciliation. While we don't see Cain and Abel reconcile, we do see Esau open his arms to Jacob, and we see Joseph forgive and comfort his brothers. As children of God, by the power of the Holy Spirit, we can rise above our fear By relying on God, we can master our fear. By relying on God, when we feel afraid that there isn't enough or that we aren't enough, we can resist the temptation to attack or to tear down. And instead, we can allow the Spirit to quiet our fear and to breathe God's love and peace into our hearts. And from that place where the certainty of our belovedness overflows from our hearts, we can live peacefully with one another. Let us pray. Gracious God, help us to center our hearts on you and your love. Save us from putting limits on your limitless grace. And give us the confidence in your love and grace to pursue reconciliation and forgiveness. In the precious name of Jesus we pray. Amen.